This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Hello, my name is Trey Johnson, and thank you so much for joining us today on Being Your Best with Trey Johnson. You know, that title came from years ago I was seeking the Lord and just asking Him, what success look like? Because you have all different definitions of success out in the world. Some think it's money, some think it's achievement. But just in my heart, I knew God was saying, Trey, true success is a person being in the process of knowing Him and being the best us we can be. And that's what we want you to experience on this show is just to take a step closer in our relationship with God, to, to allow the Holy Spirit of God to breathe upon your gifts, your passions, your desires, because when you're operating in your graces, in your giftedness, in your strengths, you're going to be fulfilled. You're going to operate in the blessing. You're going to overcome. You're going to conquer. You're going to experience life and life more abundantly. And knowing God, what does that look like? Well, by His Spirit, by His Word, through the offices of ministry, the right relationships, we begin to know the character and nature of God, and it helps us develop. It helps us discover who we're called and created to be. You know, the truth is that every one of us, we operate from a belief system. We operate from a, a certain perception. And that's what we're talking about today is seeing ourselves the way that God sees us. How do you see yourself? What's your identity like? You know, just like in my, my wallet, I have my, my driver's license and my identity is going to get me at the airport. It's going to get me from where I'm at to where I want to be when I fly to different countries and stuff. I need the proper identification, you know, in the kingdom of God. It's our identification. It's our ID that's going to get us from where we're at to where God wants us to be. See, when you called upon the name of Jesus, you came from the kingdom of darkness, and now your new identity in Jesus Christ brings you in the kingdom of God, and your continual understanding of who you are in Christ Jesus, that ID, the way you see yourself, your self-image, that portrait, what's in your heart, that image, the thing, it's going to transfer you. It's going to allow you to go deeper into your inheritance to the degree that I understand my identity is going to determine how much of my inheritance in Christ Jesus that I walk in. See, the whole Bible is God's will. It's His testament. It's His uh, inheritance that He's left you and I. And because the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, we can walk in health, we can walk in abundance, we can walk in victory, we can overcome, we can, we can, no matter what we face with God, all things are possible to us because we believe. That isn't saying that just because you're a churchgoer, you overcome. Just because you uh, call upon the name of Jesus, yes, instantly you're born again. Instantly you can have it settled that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Instantly, if you were to die today, you would spend eternity with God. But walking in His will on earth, just like it is in heaven, you're going to have to have the right identity. And we get our identity from God's Word. So you are where you are because of the way you think up to this point. And we get our way of thinking about our calling, our assignment, our destiny from our parents, from the government, from religious leaders, from social media. But it's important at some point in time in your journey that you make a decision that I'm going to get my identity, my ID. I get just, you, you turn, you have a birthday and you've got to go get a new 
identity card, a new driver's license, and and in because you had a birthday. Well, you had a birthday when you called upon the name of Jesus, and now you have a new identity. It's the Word of God, and it's going to take you from lost to found. It's going to take you from sick to healed. It's going to take you from broke to blessed. It's going to take you from not knowing your purpose to knowing your purpose. So the more you have it sealed on the inside of you, this is who I am in Christ Jesus. This is what I'm created to do. There's a certainty, there's a knowing, and and faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is what brings us from where we're at to where we're supposed to be. Faith takes us from glory to glory, line upon line, precept upon precept. So I want to encourage you today as we get into God's Word, be willing to let go of what we thought we knew and embrace what God's Word says. Isaiah 55, verses 7 through 9, it says... Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. Think about that. Let him return to the Lord. Let him forsake his way. Let him forsake his thoughts. See, I thought a certain way before I got saved. I had a a certain way of doing things. You hear people say all the time, well, that's just the way that I am. You know, take it or leave it. Uh, That's just the way that I am. And and the word way means kind of like a a warped board or or like a, a crack in fine china. It's just the way that it is. And if there's enough pressure on that warped board or there's enough pressure on that cracked china, it's going to break. Well, if that's just the way that you are, whenever pressure comes on you, that way is going to show up and you're going to crack under pressure. And that's why through relationship with God, He wants our ways to be His ways, our thoughts to be His thoughts. And right here He's saying, when you were wicked, you didn't know Jesus, and you returned to God. You forsook your ways, or you forsook your way of thinking. Okay, so he said, this is what happens when you make a decision. I'm going to forsake my old ways, my old way of thinking, my old way of seeing things, just the way that I was. See, people say, you know, just just as we are, we come to Jesus. And that's true. We want to come just as we are. But God loves us too much to leave us the way that we are. (laughs) This is the way that I am. Oh, really? Well, God loves you too much to leave you that way that you are. You know, I hope you're smiling on the other end. Sometimes we need to smile so we don't cry. Anyway, let's keep going. Listen, when we return to the Lord, He will have mercy on him. And to our God, He will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, God, as you keep reading in Isaiah, and God is sharing with us, I gave you my word. To bring your ways up to my ways. I gave you my word to bring your thoughts up to my thoughts. So there's a way that we can change today. And as we get into God's word, we start seeing ourselves the way that God sees us. Seeing ourselves. Do I see myself the way that God sees me? Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I have for you, declares the Lord, thoughts to prosper you and give you hope and to give you a future. Think about that. God has a good plan for your life, and He has certain thoughts about you. Where are His thoughts expressed? How do I get the thoughts of God? By His Word. Just like your words are just thoughts that are expressed. But in today's society, we think words are disused. Just, we just throw them around just for communication. But really, words were designed to communicate thought. He says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. 
I discover His thoughts by His Word. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Am I thinking in alignment with God's Word? Is my heart, the image in my heart, the inner image on the inside of me, is it in alignment with God's Word? If it's not, you know, God has equipped you and I with the weapons that we need to bring our thinking up, to bring our believing up, to bring our speaking up. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, listen to this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is a powerful group of scriptures right here that it's important for you and I to learn. He's saying, I have equipped you with every, he says, the battles that, that we face in this life, they're not flesh and blood. He says, but I, I give you the weapons that you need to win this battle. What, what weapons is he talking about? He's talking about Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18, the armor of God. He says, but when it comes to your thinking, there's, there's a battle going on, and the battle's for your mind. And that's what the devil does. The word devil comes from diabolo, and, and, it, and it paints a picture of somebody who grabs a rock and continues to throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it at your mind. And what does he throw? Anything that comes from the devil steals, kills, and destroys. So negative thoughts about your finances, negative thoughts about your destiny, negative thoughts about your family, negative thoughts that he picks up and he's throwing over and over in your mind, and your mind is being bombarded with with this addiction, with this pornography, with, with meth, with alcoholism, with whatever it is, over and over and over and over again. And He wants it to seep down into your heart because all your heart knows how to do is produce. He says, you have the weapons to stick your helmet on, to have the breastplate of righteousness, to have the sword of the Spirit, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the, the list goes on and on. He says, you have what it takes to bring those thoughts, grab a hold of them, Studies say we think between 70 and 100,000 words a day that you have the ability to line this thought that comes. We have the ability, the, the, the bringing it into obedience. It paints a picture of a mili military person that grabs, has a spear, and you put that thought on a rest. Is this thought a thought from God? How do I know if it's a thought from God? If it's life and life more abundantly. How do I know if it's a thought from the devil? It's stealing, killing, and destroying. It's negative. It's to take you down. So he says, you have the ability to put this thought under arrest and bring it into obedience. The word obedience comes from a word where we get our, our acoustics from, a sounding sound from. So we bring this thought, we line it up. Does it sound like God? And if it doesn't, he says, you have the ability and authority to demolish it, to tear it up, to get rid of it, and to replace it with right thoughts. Because right thoughts are going to produce right belief. Right belief is going to produce right expectation. Right expectation is going to produce right attitude. Right attitude is going to produce right decisions, actions. Right actions are going to develop the right habits. Right habits are going to develop the right character. Right character is going to produce the right destiny. But it always goes back to the way that we think. I know that was a mouthful, but stay with me. He says, you have the ability when a thought comes, line it up with the Word of God. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, you rip it down. You cast it down. And you bring God's Word and you begin to connect your mind 
on the Word of God, and whatever you're thinking on gets down into your heart, and it creates an image on the inside of you. For example, whenever I say black dog, what did you just see in your mind? You saw a black dog. When I said red barn, what did you just see in your mind? You saw a red barn. See how words create images? And God's Word wants to create the image of God's will in your heart. So out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth is going to speak. Out of your heart flows the issues of life. All your heart knows how to do is produce the seeds that we're sowing in it. How do we sow seeds in our heart? By what we look at, by what we hear, by what we talk about, by what we're around. Get into our heart, good or bad. And our heart is going to produce, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. We are who God says we are. That's the choice that we have to make. We've got to start looking at God's Word, thinking God's Word, believing God's Word, talking God's Word. It's creating the image on the inside of us. So what are some things that can create an image on the inside of a person? How about your past? See, sometimes we sit here and we play this recording over in our mind about our past. And we don't get out of our past. And if we had a percentage of about, you know, up on a board or something about how much we think about the past and how much we think about the present and how much we think about the future, most people spend 80% of their time thinking about the past. Listen to what... God is expressing in Genesis chapter 19, this is when God showed up and He told Lot to get his wife, to get his daughter, to get his son-in-laws, and to leave Sodom and Gomorrah because destruction was fixing to come because of all the perversion, all the, all the immorality, all the twistedness that was in the world. And He tells them, this is where we pick this up, verse 17, Genesis 19:17. He says, flee for your lives. Do not look back, do not stop anywhere in the plain, escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. Listen to this, flee for your lives, don't look back, don't stop anywhere in the plain, escape to the mountains. Don't look back. What was he saying? Don't keep looking back to your past. You came from the kingdom of darkness, and now you're in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And then in Matthew 6, 33, he says, Now seek first the kingdom of God. In Matthew 22, he says, Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. What was he saying? Keep, keep looking forward. Keep looking unto Jesus, the author, developer, and finisher of your faith. Our past, if we keep looking back, this is who I used to be. My family's always been broke. My family's always been sick. My family has always been below. I'm looking back to my past. I was an addict. I was hooked on this. This is what I, this is what I used to do. He says, don't look back. Why? Because you can't change the past. Don't look back. What God has for you is not behind you. It's in front of you. Listen to what the Apostle Paul tells us. In Philippians 3, 13 and 14, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Now here is a man that had to overcome a lot of bad things he used to do in the past, and God used him to write two-thirds of the New Testament. And he says, this one thing I've discovered, that I've got to make a decision. I'm going to let go of the past. Have you made the decision to let go of your past? You can't change it. 
last night, your past stopped last night at 12 o'clock. And today His mercy is new every day. Today He's built into this day the faith that we need to go forward. Today we have the grace, the mercy, the faith, the strength of God to connect our mind to the Word of God, to connect our heart to the Word of God, to connect our mouth with the Word of God, and choose to go forward today. He's saying the same thing. Don't look back. Flee for your life. Keep going forward. Listen in Genesis 19, verse 24 through 26. But Lot's wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. See, she looked back to her old, and it stopped her in her tracks. If you keep looking back, you even might be saved, born again, a child of God. But if you keep looking back to who you used to be and looking back to the good old days and looking back to the, you're always looking back, you're going you're gonna to continue to repeat your past. I don't want to repeat my past. I know that everything that God has for me, it's in my future, but it's a daily choice to keep looking forward and not looking back. See, your past can create an image that keeps you from walking in the plan that God has for your life. Let go of the past. Another thing that can create an image is the future. How do you look at the future? So your past can create a positive or negative image. Now when I say forget the past, we want to take the things that we've learned from our past, the good things, and sow them into our present to produce the harvest that we need for the future. But how do you look at the future? Because the future can create an image also if a person has a fear of the future. You know, Proverbs 29, 18 says that where there's no vision, people perish. What does your vision look like? What does it look like for you to be your best? Where are you headed in your future? If you're afraid of, of failure, if you're afraid of sickness, if you're afraid of destruction, if that's what you're looking at all the time, that's what you're thinking about all the time, that's what you're talking about all the time, you're creating your future, you're creating a wrong image, and you're just going to experience the thing that you're always thinking on, talking about, believing, but you can look at your future in a positive way. You can look at your future through the lens of God's Word that you might be in a very destructive situation right now, but He says He will turn all things around that have come against you, and He'll turn it for good. He promises that when you realize you love God and you're called according to His purpose, that He will work all things together for your good. How do you see the future? Are you thinking about your life being better? Are you thinking that you're the healed? Are you thinking that you're the blessed? Are you seeing yourself using your gifts for His glory? Are you seeing yourself walking in your dream and destiny? I know, you know, years ago when I first started in the ministry, the Lord just started talking to me. Even whenever I preached to nobody, there was nobody. You know, we're reaching millions of people a week right now. When I was preaching to nobody, I was just being faithful with what God had called and created me to do. He said, look beyond where you're speaking right now, and I want you to see it full, and I want you to see stadiums, and I want you to see the people I've called you to. Well, I'm living in what I've been seeing for years. See, your future, how you look at it, it creates an image. And through God's Word and connecting our mind, our heart, our mouth with God's Word, it can paint an accurate image on the inside of you that will become your reality. But if you're thinking and believing and talking negative, it will create that image, and that'll become your reality. 
So you have your past that creates an image for good or bad. You have your future that creates an image for good or bad. Something else that can create an image is competing and comparing. This is something we see in our world all the time. People are competing for time. They're competing in this. I'm an athlete. I, I rodeo professionally. And, and, and there's something about we're not competing against people. What do you mean you're not competing against people? We're not comparing ourselves to one another. 2 Corinthians 10:12 says it's unwise when we compare ourselves to one another. I'm not comparing myself to other ministries out there. I'm not comparing myself to other athletes. I'm not comparing myself to other Now I want to learn from them. I've got coaches, I've got mentors. I mean that's why I do a lot of coaching, a lot of mentoring. I'm an executive director for the John Maxwell organization and so but Compare myself to what the best me looks like. You know who you want to compete against is yourself. Who do you want to compare yourself to? Yourself. Nobody else. What is the best you look like as a man, as a woman, as a leader with your gifts and your talents? See, you want to, you want to create that image on the inside of you. What is the best me look like? Who has God created me to be? What does it look like me using these gifts and talents and abilities for the glory of God? Because if I'm competing against other people and I'm comparing myself to other people, if, if they're better than me, it, it brings a low self-image to me and I begin to beat myself up. But if I put them below me, it causes pride to come up on the inside and, and I devalue people. No, no, we're all valuable to God. And you're wired the way you're wired to run your race, to reach the people you're called to. I'm wired the way I'm wired to reach the people I'm called to. So don't allow the comparison game or the competing game. No, no. What does the best you look like? Allow that to create an image on the inside of you. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. What does that abundant life look like in your marriage? What does that abundant life look like in your finances? What does it look like in your relationships? What does it look like in your business? So when, you, when you are being your best, what does that look like? See, that's vision, that's image, that's portrait. So you have the past that can create an image for good or bad. You have the future that can create an image for good or bad. But in the present, today, am I being who God says that I am? Am I being who God says that I am? Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. I want to read that to you again. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. See, the only way that the Word of God works for me, creating the image, taking what God says in His Word, and for it to become a reality in my life, is for me to hear God's Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. But then when I hear it, I've got to mix my faith with it. Because if I hear it, and I don't mix my faith with it, in other words, I'm not applying it, I'm not doing it, it won't profit me. But notice how Joseph, he had a dream, and he kept believing it, 
even against impossible odds, he kept the image on the inside of him that he was going to be a leader. He was going to be a difference maker. He was going to be the ruler of the nation. He kept the image even when his brothers came against him, even when a woman accused him of rape, even when he was thrown into prison, he kept believing what God said about him. He kept saying what God said about him. He kept thinking on what God said about him, what God thought about him. And it created an image on the inside of him until it became a reality and he did become the ruler because he kept his image even though all hell was breaking loose in his life. How about David? He was anointed to be the next king of Israel and his dad didn't even invite him to the pick a king party. His dad didn't believe in what God saw in him. His brothers made fun of him and accused him of having him wrong motives and even the king didn't believe in him. But he kept thinking about himself the way that God thought about him. He kept believing about himself the way that God believed about him. He kept talking about himself the way that God talked about him until it became a reality. How did that happen? He kept his image and alignment with God. He said what God said about him. We are who God says we are. What are you thinking about yourself? What are you believing about yourself? What are you talking about yourself? All of these things create the image and our image will eventually become our reality. I want to give you just a few things here that I believe will will help you because you saw it work for David in the positive light. You saw it work for Moses in a positive light, Joseph in a positive light. How about Numbers 13 and 14? You you find the children of Israel and, and Moses sent over 12 spies and they went into the promised land and they all saw the same thing and they all saw the same giants and they all saw the same obstacles and 10 came back and said, there's no way, we can't do it. And, and the 10's negative, bad report created an image of can't do it inside of millions of people and it cost millions of people from going over and possessing the promised land. And two, Joshua and Caleb came back, and the Bible says they had a different spirit about him. I want you to think about that. They had a different spirit about them. That doesn't mean a a different spirit is a, a spirit of faith. They thought different. They believed different. They talked different. They had a different image. How about the people you hang out with? Are they the ones that are saying, we're not able to reach the dream? We're not able to do this. We're not able to do that because of money. We're not able to do that because of where we come from. No, no. You want to hang out with people who have a can-do attitude, just like Joshua and Caleb. We are able. Out of the millions, only two went over because they kept their image in line with God's image through God's Word. Here's a few things that you can just make a decision that today I'm going to start lifting my inner image. Today I'm going to say what God says about me. I'm going to think what God thinks about me. I'm going to believe what God believes about me. I'm going to give you, there's, there's a few R's. They all start with R. Renew your mind. In order to come up in my image, Romans 12, 2 says, Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove, not guess, not wish, not hope. We prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect 
will of God. Renew our mind to God's Word. In other words, we're bringing down any thought that doesn't line up with God's Word, and we're connecting our mind to the promises of God, He says. And as you do this, you're going to discover what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. In any area of your life, physically, financially, relationally, socially, emotionally, find the promise, connect your mind to it, begin to renew your mind, begin to act upon it, and your thinking will begin to change, and your life will begin to change. So the first are renew your mind. Second are realize, realize that you're born for a, a great plan. Realize that God knows why He wired you the way you're wired and why you're gifted the way you're gifted and, and why you're wired the way you're wired. Realize that God wants to work in you and through you to change the world around you. Realize that God will take what the enemy meant for harm and turn it around for your good. Realize that God's super wants to come upon your natural. Realize how good God is and how powerful God is, and He wants to work in your life and my life and our life for His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So realize that God has a good plan. The third R is release. Release. Not only are you renewing your mind, not only are you realizing that God has a good plan, but you're releasing the past. Release those people who have hurt you. Release the hurt and pain. Release the things that you don't understand. Remember what he told Lot and his family. Don't you look back. Keep looking forward. Everything that God has is in front of you. Remember you have eyes in the front of your head, not the back of your head. Your feet are going forward. They're not pointed backwards. Why? Because we're designed to go forward. But we've got to train ourselves to go forward in our mind. Train ourselves to go forward in our vision. Train ourselves to go forward in our heart. Train ourselves to go forward in our words. We're talking about getting real with ourselves, making a choice to renew our mind, making a choice to realize God has a good plan for me, and making a choice that I'm going to release the past. I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to go forward. I want you to say that to yourself. Release the past. I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to go forward. And I can hear some of you thinking, yeah, but you don't understand what they did to me. Release the past, let it go, and go forward. Romans 5.5 5 says that you have the love of God on the inside of you. We have the ability of God to let go of the hurt, the pain, the wrongdoing, the injustice, and to go forward. Let it go. Let it go. Release it. Release. Practice releasing. Sometimes that's a daily process. Sometimes you got to do it hourly. Sometimes it's by minute. Release. Let it go and go forward. Release. Let it go. Go forward. Release. Let it go. Go forward. So how do I bring my image in alignment with the way that God sees me? I start renewing my mind. I realize just today that God has a good plan for me. I realize that I'm created for such a time as this. I realize that God's Spirit is in me and His grace is on me. I realize it. And then today, I'm going to release the past. I can't change it. I can't go back and make it up again. Yeah, get it right with the people you need to get it right with, but then release it. Let it go. Then the fourth R is review. Now that you've released it and you made a decision to go forward, now review. Review the plan of God. Review the vision that God has for you. Review your purpose. Review, review. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. It says that the light of the body is the eye. That whatever you look at, it, it, you're going to be full of. 
I want you to think about that. When I'm reviewing that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, when I'm reviewing that God supplies all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, when I'm reviewing that God has separated my sin as far as the east is from the west, when I'm reviewing the promises of God, my eyes are full of light. Therefore, my whole body is going to be full of light and my image is going to come up and I'm going to start seeing myself as the warrior God's created me to be. I'm going to see myself as the overcomer. I'm going to see myself full of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith in me. I'm going to see myself. What are you looking at? Are you looking at your past? Are you looking at your problem? Are you looking at what you can't do? Are you looking at what you can do in Christ Jesus? Living for God is not about what you can't do. It's about what you can do. Review, And as you review the Word of God, as you keep it before your eyes, in your ears, in your mouth, faith comes, image comes, reality of the goodness of God happens in our life. So to raise our inner image, to see ourselves the way that God sees us, to become the person God has created me to be, I'm renewing my mind. I'm realizing that God's promised me these things. God wants to show up for me. I'm releasing the past. I'm letting it go. I'm reviewing the future. I'm reviewing the promises of God. And another R is I'm raising the level of my relationships. This is very powerful. Studies say that the books I read and the people that I hang out with are going to determine where I'm going in my life. Raise the level of your relationships. Remember Joshua and Caleb? They were empowered to go in and possess the promises. Relationships with the other ten, they were held back and never became what God created and called them to become. Proverbs 13 verse 20, it says, In order for you and I to grow in our life and to grow in wisdom, walk with wise people. He says, but if you're a companion of fools, you'll suffer harm. So I want to surround myself with the right people. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, bad company corrupts good character. Raise the level of your relationships. Your relationships, their faith is going to get off on you. At the same time, their doubt and unbelief is going to get off on you. How do the people think that you're connected to? How do the people believe that you're connected to? How do the people talk that you're connected to? How do they live? Who are, what's their pursuit? What are they looking at? Because every relationship produces an offspring for good or for bad. Raise the level of your relationship. And as I begin to apply these things, I renew my mind. I realize God has a good plan for me. I'm releasing the past. I'm reviewing God's promises. I raise the level of my relationships. It's going to raise my inner image. I'm going to start to see myself as this content, full, successful, happy, blessed person, healed, whole, complete, after the heart of God. And it's going to become a reality in our life. Listen, everything we're doing here at this ministry is to add value to your life. We want you to know God. We want you to experience the goodness of God. But it isn't just going to happen. It's not going to happen by just toting a big fat Bible. It's not going to happen by you just honking your horn if you love Jesus. It's not just going to happen by wearing a Christian t-shirt. It is a daily relationship with Almighty God. Do you have a relationship with Almighty God? You're watching today and, and are, as you're sitting there and, and I ask you, if you were to die right now, do you know that you would spend eternity with Almighty God? What would your answer be? 
I'm not asking you if you've gone to church before. I'm not asking you if you've been baptized. I'm asking you at some point in time in your life, have you called upon the name of Jesus and have you invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? If you've never done that and you want to do that, you want to settle where you're going to spend eternity, would you pray this very simple prayer with me? And as you believe these words in your heart, and as you declare these words with your mouth, according to God's word, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You come from the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You receive the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, and you become new on the inside and can be certain that you'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Say, Father God, today is the day that I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. And according to God's Word, I'm now forgiven. I'm now cleansed. I'm saved, and I can be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we want you to, to go to our website, TreyJohnsonMinistries.com. Let us know that you just prayed that prayer. Get signed up for our daily emails that we send out, our devotionals. Go to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit record. Show up again for this TV program. We want to add value to your life. I believe that you got some things out of our time together that you can put right into action today and you can know God and be the best you you can be. Hey, if this show was a blessing to you today, I want you to pray about becoming a partner with Trey Johnson Ministries as we take the good news of the gospel around the globe to help people just like you, just like me, who want to know God and be the best them they can be. God bless you guys. We'll see you again next week.